have you heard about Anchor? It's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me fill you in on a few things. Like first and foremost, it's free. And there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Then Anchor is going to distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on multiple platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and so many more. Even better, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And it's so easy, even somebody like me can do it. Now download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And I know you hear me. Hello, mortals. My name is Heath Martin. And you're listening to the I Know You Hear Me podcast with your host, Flynn Hendricks. <laughs> hey guys, it's me for real this time. It's Heath Martin, and you're listening to the I Know You Hear Me podcast with Flynn Hendricks. Thanks for listening. And what are you going to do, brother, when Flynn Hendricks and the I Know You Hear Me podcast Runs wild on you. Are you needing some decals made? Maybe some vinyl or monograms? Then you need to go check out my wife's Etsy shop at Decals by Kins. That's K-Y-N-S. Go over to Etsy.com slash shop slash decals by Kins and you can check that in the show notes as well and see what she's done for other people and see what she can do for you. And I'm speaking from experience here. All of my water bottles, my protein bottles, they all have something that she's printed and put on there and those things last. So if you need something like that for a gift, for your family, for your kids, or even for your yourself go check out what she can do for you and as a special treat for my listeners if you use the promo code flynn that's f-l-y-n-n she's even going to get you 10 percent off your order now you can't beat that so go check it out and see what she can do for you and i know you hear me people have always asked me flynn how do i become a professional wrestler how do i become an actor how do i become a podcaster how do i get an agent Well, if you're somebody that's asked these questions, then I've got the solution for you. I'm now offering coaching options that will help you find the answers to these questions and get on the path to success. So if you've been held back by fear, overthinking, or just don't know where to start, email me at theflynnhendricks at gmail.com, use the subject line coaching, and let me get in your corner and help get you on the path to success. And I know you hear me. Podcast with Rick Del Santo. For all your wrestling reviews, interviews, and news, Rick covers the United Wrestling Network, the NWA, and the Northeast region of the United States Independence. PWC, 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 in the zone. Welcome back, everybody, to another awesome and exciting episode of the I Know You Hear Me podcast. And if you've been keeping up this season, you already know my name. It's Flynn Hendricks, and you already know that there's a lot of big things happening here on this show and for my other podcast, Tales from the Haunt. So I appreciate you guys jumping on board and showing your support. And if this is your first time, you picked a great episode to tune into. So after this episode's done, if it is your first time, I got to encourage you. Go subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. We're on Google, Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts, we're there. Leave a five-star review and go get caught up in the archives. 
And as a matter of fact, I'm going to give you a good one to start with. Go back and find today's guest's first episode back in Season 1. I guarantee that it's going to be a nice little tie-in piece to today's interview. But before we get into all that and all the fun stuff I got going on today, I've also got to encourage you to go check us out on social media. We're on all social media platforms. Like, share, follow. Get everybody involved and get some followers on board because the more people that hear about this podcast, the better. And it definitely helps out a lot more than you know. But before we get to today's guest, we've got to take a quick break for a word from the Gimme Back My Podcast Network. Welcome to the Monster Movie Stomp Down with me, Stompy, and my brother, Frank. Hi, I'm Frank. Join us, Sludge, Mark, and Ruben, three times a month as we review monster movies from around the world. And don't forget about the monthly contest and Triple I. Not only that, Frank, but you will find extra content like the Underdogs, Monster Mash Wednesdays, and the Friday Night Fights, each week exclusively on our Facebook and Instagram. So, please join us at the Monster Movie Stop Now. Your one-stop chomp for monster movie reviews, news, interview trivia, laughs, and of course me, Stompy. And Frank. And we're back. And guys, today is going to be an awesome, awesome interview. And I feel like this line is one that could be fitting for this season. Uh, and it's going to be... So nice, we welcomed her back twice. My guest today, if you remember from season one, she was one of the OG guests that I had at the very beginning. And right before our interview, uh, she let it be known that she was getting ready for a facial feminization surgery. That surgery has since happened, and it's crazy to say that as this episode is airing, it's just shy of a full year since that has actually happened. So we got a lot of catching up to do. But if I haven't given away yet... My guest today is Davin Johnson, and Davin, I'm glad to have you back on. I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> We've got a lot to catch up to. on. Of course, of course. And I appreciate you being willing to come back on and just kind of fill us in on how things have been since everything, you know, has gone through. Been keeping up with you on social media and kept in touch. And, you know, the, the feminization surgery, you got through that, and you've been making waves and getting back in the swing of things. So how's everything been going? I think I'm great. I did have facial feminization surgery on October 8, 2021. Ooh. So it's been a little while. Right. Um, it was a very interesting process to recover from. Um, but here we are. And I'm, yeah. second second surgery is now in the books too. So, <laughs> Like I said, it's just, it, it's crazy how much has changed. And what doesn't even feel like that long of a period of time either. It's just like I blink and we're already here. You it was it was 2021. Now we're in 2022. Like, where has the time gone at this point? I'm I'm still trying to find that out. I know it's March 1st right now, and it's crazy. Yep. Oh my gosh. Yep. And then of course, as this airs, spoiler alert: if you haven't paid attention to my uh, my little musings throughout the season, I do record these in advance because my schedule is ungodly insane. So I'm trying to make sure that I don't miss a week with you guys. But let's uh let's back it up to uh, the surgery. So I know you gave us a little bit of information about that back in season one and what that was going to entail. So walk us through now what the recovery process was like, and then what was it like to get back into everyday life after that was done? Um. Okay. So my surgery consisted of basically nine other operations happening simultaneously. Wow. <laughs> um. On my face. <laughs> so um. 
to kind of keep it as, you know, to not go on every single, you know, topic of, or subject of that, because it's a, it's a lot. There's mm-hmm. chin reduction, jaw reduction, nose job, cheek uh, implant, lip lift, brow bone shaving, hairline lowering. I had a lot of stuff done. Wow. Um, as far as the recovery goes, it took me, I mean, I'm still technically, so after that surgery, after facial feminization surgery, for those of you who don't know, it's a, technically you're in post-op for one full calendar year. Um, after about six months, which is where I'm getting close to, you can kind of see like what you're going to look like and like what you can expect. Um, but yeah, like after a month, I was back at work. Um, still, there's still parts of my scalp that are actually numb. <laughs> there's a part, like, parts of my nose and my chin that are numb. <laughs> So, I mean, it's a lengthy process, but this is just something that, you know, some trans women and trans men, if they have facial masculinization surgery, Mm -hmm. like what we go through just to feel like ourselves and to feel normal and to feel, you know, like part of society. Absolutely. And I didn't realize that there was that many procedures that would be going on at once. And then also, too, it's like a one-two combo. I didn't realize that the recovery period was, you know, a calendar year. Because I know you said uh, previously, and then when we talked off air, you know, you said after about a month or so, you'd be able to go back to work. So, dumb me, I thought, you know, that was just the extent of it. I didn't realize that, you know, like you're still technically in recovery. That's insane. Yeah, it's yeah, one full calendar year, and like I said, it was like eight or nine. And I'm trying to like just like kind of, <laughs> you know, skim over everything that way. I don't bore everybody with all the details. Oh, uh, you're um, fine. You're fine. Was, um, but yeah, it was. It was a lot. And like, I'm, like I said, I'm still numb in certain parts of like my scalp. Like I have, I've got actually in the last week or so, I've actually gained some feeling back in my scalp, which is really weird, but it's a very weird sensation. Oh, I Um, can only imagine. It's, I had my boyfriend, um, taking care of me through that entire process. He's amazing. Mm -hmm. Um, did not do anything without him as far as that goes. Well, I guess as far as life goes too, he's the best, but. Um, yeah, so it's a really lengthy recovery process, not only physically, but like, like mentally and emotionally, like you see yourself afterwards and you're like, oh my God, I am so busted and bruised. (laughs) (laughs) I say that every day without surgery. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh Lord. Um, sometimes same, I guess (laughs) I'm 30 years old. So, I mean, I feel that we're right there together. Yeah. I mean, it's. But yeah, it's, you know, after surgery, you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh my God, I have like bruises everywhere. I'm like busted. I had a drain tube that my boyfriend um, had to help me take care of. I'll keep it kind of as PG as possible. You're good. You're good. Um, help me take care of um, to like release fluid from like my head, basically. Wow. Um, and, you know, just took care of me on that, on that front and. Yeah, it was, it's insane. Like, it's, it's, I I look back at pictures and I'm like, oh my God, (laughs) like, how did I survive that? (laughs) I I can't even imagine. And like, just hearing everything that like you just said, even keeping it PG and like the, you know, the Spark Notes version, it's like, that's an insane amount for one person to go through. Like, I'm having a hard time just processing being in something like that, like. When you yeah. when you go through that and you come out on the other side, like, well, one, first off, 
when you know like everything that's going to be coming with these surgeries, I know you talked about things you had to restrict or cut out going into it, but how do you mentally and I guess even physically prep yourself for something so intensive and, you know, like draining on the body? Um, as far as mentally goes, I definitely, there was a lot of trying to stay positive and trying to remind myself, like, you know, this is happening, like, this is for a good purpose, like, this is for the betterment of my life and the betterment, you know, how I feel about myself. Because mm-hmm. I, I tell people I don't have anything done for anyone else except for myself. Um, and it has to be for you, first of all. Yes. Um, with, any, with Honestly, with, with most things in life. Um and then you have to decide to be to better yourself for yourself and sometimes oftentimes by yourself and as far as physically go like physicality and everything like i just tried to make sure i was drinking a shit ton of water of course of <laughs> um, course i um would you know i still try to eat healthy anyways but i was trying to make sure i was staying healthy and staying active and like you know keeping my body moving and like even after surgery um, you know, they want you to move around after when you can and like walk around and like try to get your body moving, get the blood flowing, you know, and it helps with recovery too, because you're not staying in one, one place. And so I would walk around the apartment <laughs> while he's at work and I would just like walk around and try to stretch and try to, you know, drink a lot of water and remind myself that it's all for, all for a good reason. And you know, I waited so long. Um, I don't want to get emotional. I, I understand. <laughs> I so That's long, a powerful but, thing. Um, and then it finally happened, and it was like nine hours later, I have a new face. <laughs> wow. And then I know, like you said, like you woke up and, you know, you saw yourself in the mirror, and you're like, oh, I'm bruised, I'm busted. But, like, when you, uh, yeah. when you first saw yourself post-surgery, when you're starting to recover and wake up, like, what were those feelings like for you? Was it like, you know, just excited to be on this next step of the journey? Was it still kind of like, I've got to get used to this? What was that like for you? Kind of a mixture of the two. So I, I told Trevor, my boyfriend, I told him before, you know, before surgery, I said, I don't want to see myself. I don't want to, I don't want to look in a mirror. I don't mm-hmm. want to know like what I look like for at least like a week. That way it's not so jarring. Right, right. Um, I changed my mind immediately and I was like, when he came back to the hospital, he, um, he came in there and he was like, oh my gosh. And like, you know, took pictures and like showed me what I look like after I asked him to, of course. Right, right. Um, And then I guess I felt really good because that's actually the very first time he said, I love you to me. (laughs) Oh, that's amazing. um, Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, it was great. I was like, oh, so I'm like crying because I'm in pain mixed oh. with crying because I'm <laughs> emotional. Oh, it's the worst um, and it's the best, like, but still. Um, and then I guess like when I would just like see myself um, as I was recovering, like immediately thereafter, like while still in the hospital, I was like, oh my God, like I am going to look so terrible. Um, and then after we got home, um, as the days progressed, um, I started seeing myself more and more. And now I look in the mirror and I'm like, I recognize myself. I see myself for the first time ever. And I 
I love the person looking back at me. So that's amazing. It's, it's nice. Yeah. It's that nice. Is For the amazing. first time in 30 years. <laughs> and when you, when you get into things like this too, and you're in that probationary period, especially when you're so fresh out of surgery um, and you know, like, we talked about it before, like you used to be in the gym a lot, like even back when we first met, like I, it was a weird day if I didn't see you in the gym. When you when you have these kind of restrictions like that and your your entire habit and daily routine is thrown out of whack, how do you cope with that? Or do you, did you find yourself kind of like falling back into these routines and like, oh, got to stop or however that went? Um. So... I started working out the day they told me I could. Nice. I, <laughs> I was it. like going back, working out. I couldn't do a whole, whole lot because at that point my body was still, you know, pretty weak. Mm-hmm. But I went and I worked out and I did a lower body workout and I walked in the treadmill for 30 minutes just to kind of keep my body moving. Yep. Um, tried to get back into the routine, went back to work. Um, and honestly, I tried to make it as as normal of a process for myself and everybody else as possible. Mm-hmm. I never wanted it to be like this huge, like even though for me it's a huge thing and for my family and for my boyfriend is a huge thing. Um, but I never wanted it to be like, you know, what if this makes sense. I hope it does. Like what truly defines me as a woman. I didn't want it to be like, Oh, you know, she's having surgery and that's what makes her a woman. Right. Or, right. This is the most important thing she's ever going to do because you know it's surgery it's a very important thing of course but you know i didn't want to be the identifier for who i was as a person like i didn't want people to think davin and then think trans woman and then think plastic surgery and cosmetic enhancements because Mm -hmm. you don't have to do any of those things correct you you really don't um it's definitely something that a lot of excuse me a lot of trans women do go through yep um just to feel better about themselves i know that's why i did it to feel better about myself but it's not a necessity um by any means absolutely and i mean still it's a powerful thing to you know come to the decision that you're going to start this process and that you're going to make the commitment and not only you know like emotionally but physically go through these procedures and then, like, again, too, like you said, it's more than just that. It's who you are as a person that is the most important thing. But, again, this is something that can help you feel more comfortable with who you are. But there's still so much more beyond that, too. It's a it's a powerful, powerful thing that I think a lot of people still don't look past. You know, they look like, oh, it's just a surgery or, oh, so-and-so had a surgery, but that's that. But, no, I mean, there's there's so much more behind that that if you actually stopped and took the time to – talk with that person I feel like it would change so much of the perspective that people have you know on on transgendered people and the whole like transitioning as a whole but I may just be being overly optimistic at this point I don't know but that's my thought on it yeah and honestly like it's the whole process as a whole like I I never wanted to make being trans like excuse me the main like the main focal point of my life. Of I just course. want it to be a normal thing because for, for my life and for most people in my life and like in my family, like it's become a very normal, like, you know, Davin's transgender, like, you know, she's who she is. Um, and it's definitely a process of just finding your own voice and finding, you know, who you are as a person and finding, you know, 
what makes you feel comfortable like i said like not every trans person um or any person in general needs to have surgery or needs Absolutely. to do anything that they feel like they you know just to fit in right um a lot of the times i think i think people see you know like even i post like transition timelines on my on mm-hmm. my instagram or on tiktok or social media and people see like the the beautiful after to the before they see like me as male before and then they see you know how i like me with makeup on right my right. hair done and everything now and they don't necessarily understand what all it took to get to that point yeah it's uh, <laughs> a lot it's like a lot <laughs> yeah it's again it's like in in the acting in the business world whatever it is you know like they're an overnight success, but it took them 20 years to get there. It's like people only see the surface level of it and don't take that extra little step to peak, you know, like a little bit further beyond just to get more depth and appreciation for what that person actually went through to get to where they are now. I think that's the key thing right there. That's a, that's a, that's a lot of it, too, because a lot of people that I talk to about it, they're like, oh, my God, like, how in the world are you? Like, how are you back at work after all yeah. that? I'm like, you know, it's like surgery. It's a, um, it's a lot of it is just like a, you know, I'm so sorry. Oh, you're fine. You're fine. Um, what I was saying. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Somebody asked me a question and I, my brain went weird. <laughs> it's all good. Um, you were talking about being back at work and, um, you know, people were like, okay. how are you back here already? Yeah. So. Because it's there's so much that went into into the surgery and the surgery that I had recently, people are like, "How are you, like, how are you okay? <laughs> like, what in the like, what in the world? Like, yeah. how are you like standing, or how are you even like able to like move your face and it not hurt?" And I'm like, "It's just part of the process, and it's it's insane how medicine and plastic surgery and everything comes together." But <laughs> that's it. And that's that's another that's another question I want to ask too. And I'm not asking this in a you know in a crass or crude or you know like I guess headline tabloid kind of way. Maybe the best way to say it. But when you go back out in public after this surgery and this you know everything has been done, all these procedures have been done. What is everyone's reaction? You know, like because I you you've stated what yours was during all that. What is their reaction when they see you? And then what is your reaction to their reaction? Like, how did you mentally process and handle all that? It's funny because I actually, I've had people not recognize me. Really? Um, and it's not even, it's not even a huge, major, drastic change. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just feminizing. Um, but I've had people who I've seen, like, they'll walk by me and then I'll, like, tap their arm and they'll be like oh my god and it's I'm like, you yeah like, it's different <laughs> um and then you know my reaction to that is like oh my god it's all worth it <laughs> absolutely it's like oh my gosh this is all worth it it's, it all comes together but it's it's very interesting to because like when you go out in public too like when especially like if you go places that you frequent people don't know you know like what all that entails and then people will see you and you know it's it's wild to see reactions it's interesting to see how people respond to it and react to it it's interesting to see you know how i'm perceived now versus how i was before um it's just a lot of it is 
it can be overwhelming and there are a lot of times where I'm like oh my god like I'm fortunate where I'm you know I go out and no one ever really assumes that I'm male um so that's nice but right you know uh, just live my life like I've said before like a normal woman and I just kind of do my thing and kind of just try to you know into the world like everybody else does like being myself and I'm fortunate where people are so kind um and so loving and sweet like throughout this whole process like my family and like my like I said my friends and my boyfriend and people I've known and like my coworkers, like there it's all it's so nice to have a support system and have people in your life who you know trust your judgment and trust you know what you're doing and not question you for absolutely it. and is that how it was for your family as well because I know you said your family was very supportive of everything last time that we spoke but like when there's a big major thing like this many procedures and surgeries going on you know at once how is that for them and then how are they like with everything you're going through on the recovery side of things oh gosh um i remember sending my mom a picture um or my boyfriend sent my mom a picture i can't remember how or who sent it but my mom was like ouch <laughs> like oh my god um and you know just like just like talking to her on the phone she was like oh my goodness like how are you even able to like are you able to open your eyes like are you in constant pain and I was not because I was medicated oh, <laughs> but, <yeah>. um, heavily <laughs> um but like my brother like he came to visit me a few times after my surgery in October and like he he saw me and he was like oh my god and then like he would see me the next time and be like you look even more different now than you did before. And then like, now it's just normal and people, you know, it, it's wild to, to, to even stop and think about like reactions and like what people would, re- how they would respond or oh yeah, like what, like what my family would say and think. And like, you know, people I'm not seeing in my family in a little while, like when I have seen them, they're like, Oh my God, you actually do look so different. <laughs> Um, and it's, it's, it's nice. It's, I guess it's a a certain level of validation that I didn't necessarily expect or need, but it's nice to have. Absolutely. Um, It's nice to, you know, to feel like myself and for the world to see myself, how I've seen myself forever. And my boyfriend said it best. He said, I hope that you're able to see you how I see you and I hope that you see the beautiful woman that I see and I hope that you're finally able to see you know the person I've seen all along and I was like oh my god first (laughs) off you gotta you gotta keep her right there that's for sure you've got to keep her but on top of that on top of that too like you can definitely tell how it's impacted you because I can just tell by the tone of your voice like not that you were, you know, negative or anything like that last time we talked, but I can just hear, like, there's a little bit more pep in the step and more upbeat in the inflection of your voice. Like, yeah. I just feel like there's more of a, like, this is me, this is what I'm putting out in the world, and I'm 100% okay with it. I don't know. And that was there before, but, you know, it's just like that little that little smile behind the microphone, so to speak, is is coming through loud and clear, and I, I love it. Oh. 
thank you yeah that's why I'm like I'm fumbling over my words because like it's hard to put in words sometimes and it's, it's a I, powerful thing for sure yeah and it, it's it's amazing like it's I definitely I feel way more secure with myself and like I was before right I mean I, I'm not to sound weird but I'm a I mean I'm a confident person not with like vanity or anything like that but just with like you know knowing knowing myself and you know knowing you know the kind of person that I am but now it's like I do have like a little bit more of like a, a pep in, in the in the step and a little bit more of a you know of, of a different I guess outlook on life it's really changed truly every aspect of my life honestly and that's an amazing thing too and just out of curiosity, because I know, you know, before we started rolling the microphones here, you talked to me about it, too. Like, you'd had a couple more procedures done that I wasn't even aware of. And do you feel like, too, that that, that outlook and that positive mentality and just how it's affected you as a whole has helped, you know, like, because they say in, when your body's going through recovery, if you're feeding it negative thoughts, it's harder for it to get the full recovery that it needs, but... When you're in this positive mental headspace, like, do you feel like that's helping your body progress and recover through these major operations and surgeries and transitions you're going through? Honestly, like whether like whether it actually is physically or not, like I still feel like what you feed yourself and like what you tell yourself and what you convince yourself is like what like what you will be. Absolutely. And like I'm, again, I'm fortunate. Like the entire process, I had my boyfriend right there beside me and just like you're so beautiful like you look amazing you're healing so well everything is going so great and so I guess like again like having him there with me and then like me talking to myself and like when he was at work I would just be like I would look in the mirror and be like oh my god I am beautiful I feel like myself I feel you know empowered I feel like I can take over the world um and like I told my I told my friends I'm like now I'm ready to actually start acting and like try to get into the acting and modeling industry and stuff yes, like that and working entertainment. So that's what I'm trying to do next, um, because like I just feel I I before I could not really put my best face forward so to speak. It's understandable. <laughs> it's I understandable. Like, yeah. So now it's like okay, like this is different. Like I feel like I can do this now and Absolutely. be happy. So. And I know, too, just, you know, not only having that kind of outlet and platform, you know, will not only help you get your story out there like this podcast is doing, too. But, you know, like there are people still that that may not hear this or may not know what all goes into that. And maybe, you know, dealing with that struggle there. I think you and your story is something that could very, very 100 percent certain help those people. And just like the positive mentality that you've had through the whole thing could make it easier for somebody who could, you know, like they see their face after the surgery and it's just all downhill from there because, you know, that's just, they don't have somebody to support them like you do or, you know, whatever it may be, the circumstances may not be the same, but somebody like you, like you would be the perfect person to help get them through that. Like, I think it's an amazing thing like that you're so willing to not only put yourself out there, but be so vulnerable and share here with me too. Like I'm in awe of all that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, and that's that's definitely something that I would love to do. Because, um, like, I tell people, I'm like, if, and this is whether you're trans or whether you're not. Like, if you don't have someone to talk to, reach out to me, and I will talk to you. I will do my best to lift you up and try to make you feel, you know, 
like the fierce bitch that you are. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> um, I mean, that's just kind of like what I try to do with everybody. And I, I would love to be able to help people and how, in whatever way I can, whatever capacity I can. Um, because it's really difficult to go it alone. Um, like it's, I cannot imagine having gone through this by myself. Like I joke, I, I joke and would tell my mom and my boyfriend, like, Oh, I'm just going to take care of myself. And like, they're like, no, you're not. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> no. So it's mentally, physically. I honestly, I, I could not have done that mentally, emotionally. I definitely couldn't have done that. Like yeah. it, there's no way. And like having loving people and supportive people like yourself, you know, just being so kind and uplifting, of course, um, of course. It just makes it so much easier. That's and it. people need that. That is one hundred percent it. And there's like there's a lot of things that like we were talking again before we started recording here tonight that I'm just I'm so ignorant to in all of this, like you know, like I just know what like I guess the superficial level of everything, but there's a lot, you know, like after the fact or behind the scenes that I'm oblivious to and I don't know as well, but like I guess in my mind like this would make me a better ally by asking these questions. But like, once you go through these major processes, you begin this transition and you're getting closer to the finish line. Then you cross the finish line. What do you have to do, especially starting out as a male and then transitioning to female, like for, you know, your government issued ID and everything like that. What do you have to do there? I mean, like, is there a process that you go through specifically or what's that like? Yeah, so with that, it's a little bit tr- – it's different everywhere you live. Um, Tennessee, unfortunately, makes it a little bit more difficult for people to do that. Shocker. Um, cha- <laughs> right? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> changing. Changing. <laughs> Figure. Um, changing your gender on your on your driver's license, mm-hmm. state issue ID, or anything of the sort. Um you have to typically go to um, court in order to have your birth certificate changed from male to female or female to male. And then from there, you can take it to the DMV and get your driver's license or state ID um, okay. updated or changed altogether. It's a very weird process because um, they can deny you. Um, really? Which isn't, which isn't always the case. Um, I do know people who have been denied, um, but the majority of the people that I know who've done this, it's a, it's usually approved. Um, but I do also say if you can't do it that route and you feel like, you know, you're like, I want this, I want my ID to reflect who I am as a person. You can also get a passport ID card or just a passport. Okay. And you can choose the gender marker or if you're non-binary, you can choose that as well. And Interesting. Okay. They, yeah, they approve that. So that's something that you are actually able to have more control over, which is gotcha. nice. Good. Very good to know. See, like I said, I didn't know about any of this technical stuff that goes into it. I didn't even know. I don't even know what I thought, to be honest with you, but... <laughs> I mean, that's, I don't want to say it's like stuff that everybody needs to know, but it's still very informative and it's another piece of the process that somebody's got to go through too. So I think it's great to know. Yeah. Like, isn't it great where you can actually choose your own gender? Of course. I mean, of course, like 
it, it's still, it, I'm not going to get political. I'm not going to get like any, yeah, any preach or anything, but like, it still blows my mind that we've had the opportunity to advance this far in society and science and technology, but people, you know, like still, you know, it's was what you were, you know, what you were born with. You were one or the other, but yeah, yeah it's not now. So here, that's, that's where we are in 2022. Yeah. And it's, it's crazy to think about because like, you know, I've never, I've never lived my life or, expected anybody to live their lives for anyone else or Absolutely. to, you know, have to, you know, either me validate someone or them validate the world or whatever. So it's like, right. you should be able to just live your life in whatever way you choose and whatever way you want. And like, you know, I told, you know, people all the time, I'm like, yeah, I'm a trans woman, but there are a lot of times where I forget that I'm a trans woman and I, cause I just live my life as a woman. Yeah. And that's for me, that's always been the goal. And that's, I never want to take away from my transness. Um, I never want to not be an ally or an advocate for my community. But at the end of the day, um, I live my life as a woman. Um, Almost every trans friend that I have that I can think of right now, if they're a trans woman, they just say that they're a woman. If they're a trans man, they just say that they're a man. And, you know, we just live our lives like everybody else does. And that's the way it should be. I mean, that's 100% the way it should be. But now I've got another question about this too, because again, like I've said it a few times already, this is such a, you know, like a hard, you know, thing for the body to go through before it eventually, you know, comes out on the other side, whether it's, uh, you know, like taking the testosterone as you're transitioning from male to female or all the procedures at one time. What's that like as far as like your energy and drive goes when you are no longer like when you don't have the testosterone anymore and you have estrogen and everything? How's that like for your body to adapt and transition? Because I believe you said previously you were um you were starting the estrogen treatments, I think, during our last interview. No, I began I started estrogen in 2019. Okay, that's correct. Um, I'm sorry, I'm I misspoke then. No, you're good, you're good. Um no, I began um socially transitioning in 2018 Mm -hmm. and then a little bit like i would wear makeup and like you know dress more in the feminine way right and then 2019 january 4th 2019 i began taking estrogen um and then i once i was actually let go from my old job i started and not because i'm trans but um, because i wasn't actually actively living as a woman then but um, once I was let go from there, I was like, this is a, f- a fresh start, a blank slate. Um, I can wear what I want to wear, be who I want to be. Um, at that point, I had been on estrogen for a little bit over a year. Um, but the way that it affects your body, oh my gosh. It's like mentally, emotionally, physically. Um, so I'll start with the physical. Like the physical part. Okay. So for trans women, so male to female, for those of you who don't know, um, when you start taking estrogen, it takes about a, anywhere from a month to three months to really get in your system. For me, it was about kind of in the middle. It was like a month and a half to two months before okay. I started really noticing anything. Um, like physically, like your skin softens, like your hair, you know, it lightens up and lessens up. Um, your 
a lot more sensitive to like the touch, um, to feeling um, physically and emotionally. Um, you start, you know, kind of developing more of a feminine physique with like curves and stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, I had like an eight pack before (laughs) that was gone (laughs) after, (laughs) you know, a while. Um, I wish I could say I found it, but I'm still looking. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. Um, but yeah, like things start getting bigger, like thighs, my thighs have gotten bigger. My butt's gotten bigger. My arms have gotten smaller. Um, if you begin hormones, say, say if I were 13 or 14 starting hormones Mm -hmm. at that age, um, I would develop, I wouldn't have developed like a deeper voice. Um, I wouldn't like my hips would have been wider. Um, and I wouldn't have grown like facial hair, body hair, anything of the sort. Um, and you just go through that puberty. The same goes for trans men. If they start taking testosterone at a younger age, at, you know, like a teenager age, okay. they start, you know, developing, you know, more masculine characteristics, um, the secondary sex characteristics. So as far as, oh, and like with like, like the hair on my head, like it grows longer, thicker, it's healthier. Um, my skin itself is less, it's not oily. Um, my, it clears up, you know, any blemishes you have typically, like it helps clear skin. Um, emotionally for trans women, it does heighten your emotions because you do have estrogen in your body. Right. Like the first, I would say the first six months to a year, your body's still kind of pushing down that testosterone. Like now I'm at a point like where I have like no testosterone in my body. Um, so like it's not really as intense. Like I don't really have like, well, my boyfriend may disagree, but I don't really have as intense mood swings um, as I did starting out uh, mm-hmm. unless I increase my hormones or change what I'm taking. Um, I do say like once a month, I feel like an influx of like emotion and like hormones and like, I just cry a lot. So, um, so that's fun. Um, mentally, how I explain it like this is I had a female brain. I was just, I didn't have the right hormones in my body. Now I have the right hormones and my hormones align with my brain my female brain to make me feel more like centered, more in myself, more, you know, aligned with myself mentally, emotionally, physically. And it's all kind of like a trifecta. One affects the other typically. That was kind of a question I had in that kind of popped up through all that too. And I think some of your answers uh, to that question may have actually given me some answers too, but like, when you're actually getting, you know, like the right wavelength with your brain, you're getting the right hormones to your brain, you know, like that's an amazing thing. But when you're starting that transition and you're not getting that, and then your body's going through all these changes too, like when that affects your mental state of mind, did you ever like have that second guessing of maybe this isn't the right thing to do or what am I doing? Like, did you ever go through that or cross that bridge? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I never, I've never, not once, thought this is not the thing for me. This is not the life for me. Like, I think right. I was so certain, and I am so certain that I'm mm-hmm. a woman. Like, I've known for so long that, like, it was kind of just like an 
uh-huh or like a like a breath of fresh air almost. of course like yeah I, I could breathe i felt myself i felt like this is as the years have gone by like it's just been like oh my god it's better and better every year of course of course um, and then there have been times where i've you know had some breakdowns like with my mom and, oh like, yeah with, you know since i've been with trevor like with him as well just because it's like it's it can be a lot and like if i were to be misgendered like it would really affect me it would really upset me mm-hmm. um and then like you know if i had disagreements with my family about it um that would upset me and make me feel <laughs> pretty crappy but i've never doubted i think because i'm so so sure of myself I never really doubted myself with this. I never really was like, you know what? I'm just going to stop. Like I, it's never really, for me, that's never been the case. I can't speak for other trans people. I don't really know for certain, like how they feel about it. Um, I'm sure there are plenty of people who have thought like, what in the world am I doing? <laughs> like, what is this? Right. Right. Um, but for me now, like I, before transitioning, I had had some pretty dark thoughts um, creep in and, you know, not to be too grisly or too dark with it, mm-hmm. but um, it involved me not, li- not, not living anymore. <laughs> um, I gotcha. And that was, that was pretty much when I knew I had to transition. Like right. when I was like, okay, like I need to medically transition. I need to take hormones. I need to do whatever I can to keep me around. <laughs> and that's what it, that's what it was. It was talking to my therapist, which I recommend to anyone. If you don't have a therapist, oh my gosh, they're phenomenal. Um, and then taking hormones and, you know, finding my tribe, finding people in my life who, you know, just made me feel like the person I am from day one, like my little brother immediately switched the pronouns, my, you know, all of my friends immediately switched the pronouns. Um, it was like never even a question for them. And I think a lot of times they believed in me more than I believed in myself with certain things. And that really That's helped me powerful. get through. That is powerful, powerful stuff. Oh, thank you. And it makes a huge, it makes a huge difference too. When you have, that support system behind you too. I know we've talked about that before, but it is just, it's insane what that network can do, especially when you're in that low place or, you know, you're in that funk and you, you can't pull yourself out or you don't see what a Trevor may see or your mom may see. So they, you know, it's great to have somebody like that, that can reel you back in, ground you back in reality and get you back on that path that you started because it is the right thing for, you You know, it's just amazing to have that kind of network behind you. It truly is, and that's, like, we all need that, and, like, like I told, I told Trevor the other night, I said, you know, I said, it's really bizarre, I said, but you are able, like, you are almost able to pinpoint when I need you to tell me that I'm beautiful, or, like, intelligent, or kind, or whatever, I'm like, it's like, it's like the perfect timing, like, yep. there are times where I'm just, like, you know, doing my makeup, or I feel like I'm, like, meh. And he's like, you're so beautiful. 
And I'm like, oh my god, I needed that. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god. What was that? What was that uh, word I used earlier? Um, keeper. That's right. Yeah, you got you got a keeper. That's for sure. <laughs> he's yeah. Don't tell him that. <laughs> he's gonna be listening anyways. But. Oh, of course, of course. Well, again, that's a that's the sign of a good of you know of a good support right there. I mean, that's a great boyfriend, great support system. You know, that's that's the whole package right there. Yeah, it's. And we all need people like that. Like whether yes, it's a, we do. a boyfriend, girlfriend, significant other, husband, wife, whatever you want to call it, friend, best friend, enemy, <laughs> like whatever somebody, you, like, whoever you do, whoever you have in your life, you know, who, you know, makes you feel alive and makes you feel like you matter. Keep them close and keep them, you know, in your circle and, you know, just treasure that because people, we all need that. And 100%. You know, you know my older brother passed away. I think I mentioned yes. this last time. Yes. He passed away a few years ago. And I always said like a huge regret that I, that I had, I don't really have it anymore. Um, was me not telling him that I'm trans, but since this podcast, people have told me that he already knew that I was trans. <laughs> so, um, he apparently knew that that was happening, and I did not know that. But that's nice. <laughs> right, right. And again, it's it's that intuition. You know, it's you know, a family or a mother, brother, like a sibling, whoever it is. Like whether you think you've got the best kept secret in the world, somehow they know. I don't know how that works, but somehow they know. Oh, and he definitely knew. Like, oh my gosh, that's so there amazing. Are few, there are very few people on this planet who can look at me and immediately know when something's off, and that's. My mom, obviously. Um, my brother, my older brother was the same way. My little brother is like that with me. And my boyfriend's like that with me. And my best friend's like that with me. And like, I don't know, you can, sometimes you can just tell when someone needs a little extra, little Absolutely. pound of <laughs> And a lot of people in the trans community, like they need that. And I can say so. And, it, and not just the trans world, but, you know, people in general. Like we, yeah. you know, we live in a world now where we need, just that extra kindness and extra love that, you know, even if you don't ask for it or if you don't think you need it, we, we need it. That's it. <laughs> no matter, no matter how stubborn or how strong we try to present ourselves, that's yeah. what we need. And again, too, I've, I've said it. I'm not a philosopher. I can't solve the world's problems, but with everything you just said right there, if we had more love support or just somebody to pat us on the back, doesn't matter what the circumstances or the situation, I think the world would be such a better and kinder place more than anything else. That's what we need right now. Absolutely. A million percent. That's like, it. We all need that. That is it. Well, is there anything else that you want to leave us with about, you know, like this whole transitioning period or anything else that you've gone through that, you know, like you feel like would be something that could help our listeners who may be going through the same thing or maybe having those thoughts as well? Well, if you're trans and you're listening, um, if you are in the closet, just know that it doesn't matter if you have surgeries, if you're on hormones, if you are presenting as male, female, what have you. Um, regardless, you have a community that loves you. Um, you have people who will always be there for you no matter what, no matter where you're at in your transition. If you can afford surgeries or if you can't afford surgeries, it doesn't matter having surgeries and having hormones does not make you any more or less of a woman or more or less of a man. Correct. Um, it's 
all about how you feel about yourself and how you, I mean, if you wake up every single day and you look in the mirror and you're like, you know what? I love myself. That is all you need. And if you are a trans and you're about to go through surgeries, I just recommend, this is going to be really weird, but drink a lot of water. <laughs> do that um, anyway. Just do that anyway. Yeah, right. Everybody do that, please. Oh my gosh. Hydrate, please. Yes. Um, you look, you look thirsty. Please hydrate. Do it right now. Um, <laughs> um, just prepare yourself. Um, mentally emotionally physically have people in your corner um but have you in your corner more than anything like have yourself you know be concise with how you want to present yourself to the world um and how you want to be like how you want people to to perceive you because i'll tell you there have been times where i've gotten into arguments with somebody who gotten my pronouns wrong and i do not budge when it comes to my pronouns. <laughs> um, I used to. I don't. I don't anymore. Um, so if you, you know, are in the trans community and you need someone to talk to, you can always reach out to me. Um, that's what I'm here for. I'm Mama Dav. <laughs> um, I'm here for you guys. Um, if you are an ally, or if you are cisgender or biologically male or female and if you have questions just reach out i would be happy to answer them um i think that it's kind of important for us to educate and you know keep it really chill keep it really calm absolutely do so with love i don't ever educate someone like scream and yell because i don't that's just not my style no um i get it but like but if you're going through this or about to go through surgeries of any sort just know that you have a support system um if you are about to begin transitioning or you know in the middle of your transition or wherever you're at on your journey um just know that you're exactly where you need to be yes Um, whether you start transitioning at 15 or 115 or what have you um your life has purpose you have a purpose and you know you're exactly where you need to be because you're going to inspire yourself and that in turn inspires other people absolutely and you if you don't accept that you're where you need to be you miss out on so much at the same time that is going on around you that not only shapes and molds you into who you can and will be but you miss out on like so much insight and reflection at the same time because you're worried about something that hasn't even happened yet or that you're, you're, you're racing with somebody who's not even in competition with you. So just exactly. accept exactly. where you are and accept your journey as different from everybody else's because it is uniquely you. And exactly. that's, I mean, that's what it all comes down to. And I'm guilty of that myself. So I I'm taking that to heart and, as my lesson from all this, because again, second time's the charm this time. Like I've learned so much in this almost hour conversation and it has just flown by. It really has. It has. It really, really has. But we're not, we're not done just yet. Uh, we got to keep no, no, with no. the, <laughs> keep with the trend of season two now and go to the main event segment here. And if you've been listening Ooh. for season two, you already know what's coming. 
So it's time for me to turn the reins over to Davin. I've been grilling her with questions for almost the last hour. Now it's her turn to flip the script and throw it my way. So, Davin, I am at your mercy whenever you are ready. Awesome. Okay, so um, I don't want to make this about me, obviously, but prior to talking with me about my transition, have you ever have you had you ever talked to someone about their transition, or has anyone ever? Like, had, had anyone ever talked to you about transitioning or educated you on anything? Or had you ever had, like, an encounter with a trans person before where you're able to ask questions? Um, the closest I have had is a good friend of mine who I actually used to wrestle with. Um, his child is uh, is transgendered, and I became aware of that, you know, like, through catching up with him on social media and just, That's like, sad. seeing his posts about it. Um and then, you know, also talking to him, like, through Messenger and just kind of, like, checking up on them and seeing their story. Like, that's kind of where I've been, as close as I've been, outside of, um, you know, referencing the the wrestler uh, in our first conversation who was, you know, like, this big masculine bodybuilder, former WWE star, you know, had his own supplement and bodybuilding line. And then, you know, like goes dark for a little while on social media, comes back, he's transitioned. You know, it's like, those are the two closest <laughs> things for me. And it's like, it, even though, like, it's still so insightful because my older brother is gay and, you know, like, he's involved in that community. So I, like, just out of love and respect for him, I, I've made it a point to try and learn, you know, like, of course, we still joke around and everything, but, you know, like, learn ways that I can be a better ally and support for him. Along with, you know, like for my friend here, you know, like with, with his son now, you know, like how can, how can I help and be a better ally and support there? Because at the end of the day, like, I don't care if you're, and I, I hope this isn't the wrong thing to say, but I don't care if you're a man, woman, you know, cis, trans, you're a person and you are just as equally, like you deserve love as equally as the next person. And I don't want anybody to ever feel, you know, like out of place and. I don't want to inadvertently, you know, like misgender somebody or, or however that may be, or say the wrong thing, not knowing like, so I want to be as top tier of an ally as I can to make sure that I never inadvertently hurt somebody's feelings or make them feel excluded. And I just want everybody to feel loved more than anything else. Well, I think you do a phenomenal job at that. Thank definitely. you. Like, oh my gosh. Thank you. Like your brother, your brother is definitely lucky to have a brother like you. My brother was definitely the same way. Um, Full disclosure, so if you read our text messages to each other, you might think we hate each other, but I swear there's love there. <laughs> um, that's how I am with most people. Like, I'm pretty cold. Yeah. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> See, I knew um, we were friends for a reason. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my God. Um, do you know the difference between um, a drag queen and a trans a trans person? I think I do. And man, oddly enough, it's so funny because I actually reconnected with um, – with a drag queen that I went to uh, high school with. Actually, uh, he graduated with me. I don't actually, I may have just misgendered, but, you know, like, he wasn't, he didn't come to uh, the haunted attractions I was working at this year in his costume. He came as just everyday, you know, I'm not going to say his real name because his, you know, his stage name is out there publicly, but it was Jaden Dior Fierce from, uh, from RuPaul's oh Drag Race. Yeah. Jaden. So you, one of my friends. Oh, so you know him? Too? Okay, so you, we know him. Like, we graduated together, and, oh my God. you know, it's like, I know, like, um, I think it's, and again, forgive me if I'm wrong on this, but 
it is a man that performs as a woman, but has not made the transitions or that I also identifies as a woman. Is that correct? Exactly. So oh, whew, man, how I, uh, Oh my God, that's crazy that, you know, Jaden, yeah, we, um, we were in band uh, together. Almost, we graduated and actually I, I gave him a nickname back in high school because he would always wear like these silk track suits to marching band practice. Oh my God. And he had a, he had a bright purple one. So I just, I called him the grimace, but Oh and he, he, he died when I said it, but you know, it's like, it's just one of those things that stuck. And you know, it's funny. Like I saw him three times oh this season God. when he came through the haunted attractions. Oh my gosh. Honestly, one of the nicest people I've ever met in my entire yes, life. Yes. Um, such a sweetheart. I don't want to say um, his name either because I don't know if he would want me to. Of course. Of course. Um, but just a phenomenal person. And actually, um, I think as we say this too, he just had a commercial come out because um, I actually had a, a, an ex coworker thinks she was texting him, but she accidentally texted me because our, our real names right. are the same. But I was like, I don't know if you've seen a commercial or heard one that I voiced, but then it's like, Oh, okay. You meant him. But literally as yeah. I got that text message, what comes on the TV? There it is. Yep. yep. It's crazy. Yeah, it and is. So how I explain the difference between being trans and drag. So mm-hmm. drag is what you do trans is who you are and i heard that from actually from that's perfect a trans woman um who was on drag race years ago um so yeah drag is not that being a woman is not an art form because it very much is right um, right but um being a drag queen or a drag king is or a drag performer is you know what that person does it's their you know it's what they do as their artistry, as their performance. And that is just, you know, that like a trans person, like we, you know, view ourselves, mind, body, spirit as the gender we're transitioning to. Absolutely. Learning, so learning new things every day. I know. It's fun. Typically how I, um, the gender I place on someone who's a drag queen out of drag unless they tell me otherwise i will use he him pronouns or they them pronouns right okay in drag she her or they them gotcha that and that's what i've heard my brother do as well but again i never like just flat out asked if that's how you do it or what so i was just assuming yeah it can it can it can be confusing like it it can i mean i confuse myself sometimes too (laughs) um let's see other questions i had them written down and then (laughs) i don't have that with me. So. Ah, it's all good. And of course, I'm I'm stupid and didn't put. Oh, I did put them in my phone. Wait. Oh. <laughs> and the fun Wait, continues. I know. Okay. Um. So another one is why do you think it takes some people longer to transition than others? And that was actually my boyfriend's question. I think honestly, it's. I hate to say this because I, I we're all guilty of it to some extent, but you know, if you I think it's because if you break out outside of the norm, you know, and you go against what society deems as normal, you don't wanna be that person that has the magnifying glass on you or you don't want all the spotlight on you, whether it's for the right reason or the wrong reason. You just wanna fly under the radar. But I think because people are just so afraid to embrace who they are because it's not what the person next to them is or what the person next to them deems acceptable or how it should be, they, you know, they limit who they themselves are and they just 
they end up being unhappy with who they are because they're letting society dictate who they should be when in reality, like, they're also fighting and suppressing their, you know, their subconscious for who they really are. So I think it's just a fear of going against the norm more than anything else. I can totally agree with that. Um, my brother just walked into the room and he has blue toenails. So, oh, <laughs> um, picked a good color. Yeah, I mean, he's hey, his girlfriend painted his toenails, and I love that. That's a win. Um, That's a win. He's been he's been one of my biggest supporters in this ent- entire journey. Sorry, this kind of threw me off a little bit. No, it's all good. It's all good. Um, but I I totally agree, though. I mean, it's like even for myself when I began transitioning or before I began transitioning, I was so scared of like okay, um, how is this going to be perceived? Um, how is how is my life going to be under, like you said a moment ago, under a magnifying glass? Mm-hmm. And what can I do to make that not be a thing? <laughs> yeah. it, can be ter- it can be really terrifying. And I mean, that's um, that's not even just in everyday life. You know, it's also at work or, or whatever you do because you just want to get by. You want to fly under the radar. You don't want that unnecessary or extra attention. And it's just like you limit, like you may have the best idea for how to turn profits or sales around, but you're afraid somebody's going to think negatively of like, you just, you get in your own way by things that other people may even not be thinking about, but you put those own ideas in your head and that's the hard part. Yeah. And it's, it's very, it can, it can keep you up at night sometimes. Oh yeah. It's also, once you start living in your truth and living in your authenticity, it's so worth it. Like that it's, it. It really is. And like whether you are trans or not or in the LGBT community or an ally or anywhere in between, um, I don't know. It's just live your, live your life, live your truth, and just make, you know, be happy, be a good person. And the rest usually falls into like you know that's it into place that so. is it oh my goodness um one more question all right i'm all ears okay so since speaking what are your views on the trans community my view is and it's man this may not even be for the trans community as a whole but i think the world in general needs to be more accepting because, I mean, I, I hate to say, like, you see the things that are coming out of Texas right now or things yeah. the governor has signed. Oh like, that, that's inhumane. Like, there's yeah. no yeah. there's no arguing that. Like, that, there is, that is inhumane. Like, and you cause mental issues by not supporting these people for wanting to be who they t- truly are. Like, we're, again, and we're – go ahead. I was saying, not only that, but, like, they mandate – for educators to out trans kids. Yes, and um, that's not okay. And it's really not. Like, I, you know, I definitely believe that, you know, it's a very, it's a decision that you have to take very seriously to yes. transition. Um, and it should be taken very seriously. And it should be down to the individual. Um, Absolutely. But I don't think, I don't think anyone has the right to out someone for any any way shape or form like that's just so not right and it's terrifying to think about what this is going to do for the mental health of yes you know young trans people yes because i mean like you know i hate to say like teen and young adult suicides is a big thing but unfortunately that's the world we live in and when they don't feel like they have an outlet or somebody they can trust to talk to 
Like, you're only making this ten times worse for them. And on top of that, too, there are grown adults that may still be feeling that same way. But, I mean, this this all ties back to something I said earlier. Like, it's 2022. We've made all these advancements in the world medically and science and everything else. But it seems like the further we've progressed with that, the more we've regressed with, like, accepting people for who they are, like, we shouldn't have to still be dealing with hate crimes in 2022. Right. We shouldn't no. have to be dealing with any intolerance or bigotry when we're in 2022. Like, no. we knew it was bad back then. We know it's bad now, but it still goes on. And I think a lot of that stems from people just being so ignorant or not willing to learn more about it. Because I guarantee you, if people like that didn't know you or maybe had a negative opinion actually sat down and talked to you, like, they would forget, like, that you're a trans woman, and they would just see you as an awesome person, and then that, right. like, that just shatters all misconceptions that they may have about, you know, the transgender community or how the transition process works. I think it's just yeah. ignorance and being unwilling to learn more than anything else. And those are n- not a good combination. <laughs> no, no, it's um, not. Because, I mean ignorance and hatred and you know racism and prejudices of any of any sort it's just it's very outdated absolutely and, I, <laughs> and it shouldn't stand and the way shouldn't be a thing. and the way i look at it too is like especially with that lifestyle too it's like okay one does it impact me like what is it something i would have a say so over no okay that's their business not mine two does it impact my family or their well-being or anybody i care about's well-being Okay, no. So let them do them. Or if it's somebody that I care about that wants to do it, I'll be there to talk to about it. I may not understand everything, but I'll still be an open ear to talk to. But the fact of the matter is, you know, like if it doesn't impact me and, you know, so and so down the street wants to transition from a female to a male, hell yeah, go ahead. If that's what's going to make you be the best you to give to the world, go for it. You know, like that's the way it should be, but. Maybe I'm just oversimplifying. No, I totally agree. I mean, you have to do what makes you happy, and like I said earlier, live your like live your truth, live your live in your authenticity. Yeah. And if that's threatening, if that's threatening to someone, that usually means you're doing the right thing. Absolutely, and that's this the thing too is um is like you're gonna push the people out of your orbit that aren't meant to be there, and that that may hurt because you may think that some of these people are your best friends or whoever it may be. But then at the same time, as you're pushing people out or your circle gets smaller, you're going to bring those people that are meant to be there and that are your support system and are good for you. You're going to bring those people in and it's going to change your world completely. So like, if you put your best authentic self out there, like you said, everything falls into place and you attract the people that you want to hang out with or that you want to be around. Like It all falls into place from there. Exactly. So true. And I feel like we we may have oversimplified it, but sometimes the simple <laughs> things are the most powerful and impactful things in this world. Yes, I totally agree. Like it's and this. That, what is it? Oh no, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Oh no, you're good. I was just gonna say, like I said before, we just need more. Like like you both said, we just need more love and kindness and acceptance. And that's it. If you sit, if you sit down and talk to someone, you usually nine times out of ten, you can find a lot of commonalities that you share yes and yes it's just learning about other people learning about you know different walks of life and choosing to you know be educated or educate yourself and then choosing to love people 
That's it. And you know what? Even if you don't click or you don't like, it's not somebody that you would hang out with or go out to eat with, you still don't have to have any negative or ill will towards that person. You know, it's like you can still be two functioning adults and just not talk to each other. But hey, you don't have to bash them for the life they're leading and vice versa. You know, it's just let them do them and let the world do as it does. Yep. It's water off a duck's back. And there are plenty of people who, you know, who I've met along this journey who are like, you know, I don't agree with that and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, so that's fine. You can choose to not agree and I can choose not to care. Absolutely. <laughs> like, because I'm the one living it. I, yep. And I'm like, like, it's like, well, I don't believe in that. And I'm like, well, I'm a living person. So I don't know what to tell you. I'm here. That's it. I mean, that's, that's all it should come down to right there. And like, oh, it, it blows my mind how diverse and how deep this round of questions was. And like, it's such a powerful note to go out on. Like, this was awesome. And thank you too for like not only educating me, but allowing me to kind of like express my support and my views on that as well. So th- again, thank you just for being willing to come on here and follow up with us and just. Again, tell your story and your experiences and be a light for somebody out there that may need it who may be listening to this episode. Well, I really appreciate that so much. That's all I want to do is just try to to be there for people and try to uplift as many people as I can. Of course. And that's that's the main reason for this podcast right here. And everybody that listens hears me say this at the end of every episode. If you want to see some change in the world or you want to be you want to see some good. Go out there and do it for somebody. Be the good that you want to see in the world. That could be something as little as opening a door for somebody. Or if you know somebody's going through a struggle and they don't know how to cope, you could even share this podcast and listen to any previous guests and talk about their struggles. We're all human. Everybody goes through something, and we just may not know how to communicate it. So if you can be there, even as just a shoulder to lean on, you're doing some good in the world, and that's all that matters. It all makes such a huge difference more than yes, anybody knows. Yes, it does. Yes, it, really it does. Well, man, this has been, a an, again, another insightful and another powerful episode. Like, I'm just so grateful that, uh, again, that it's been almost a year since we chatted last, but, like, that we, we got to do this again, and then I'm still learning things as we go. So thank you for not only coming on and educating me, but hopefully educating our audience as well because, like, this is a powerful, powerful subject that a lot of people deal with and a lot of people still may not know the full details on. So, again, thank you for your, your time. You're willing to be so vulnerable and just sharing your experiences. Yeah, and if anybody has any questions, reach out. Um, that's what I'm here for. Of course, If you're going through something, whether you are trans or not, reach out. That's what I'm here for. Um, if you are starting this journey or anywhere in between, just be patient with yourself and know that it's going to all be worth it. You are a very strong person and you're going to overcome. Look how far you've come and look up, look where you're going. Yep. And you've got the two of us pulling for you too. And exactly. just like last time, we'll make sure that we have links to Davin's social media in the link in the show notes so that you can keep up with her. And like she said, you can reach out to if you need to. So, I mean, you, you can't ask for anything better than that right there. And, Guys, I say it every week. The support 
makes the difference here. Thank you guys for not only continuing to support. Thank you guys for listening to all these episodes. And if you haven't yet, go back and listen to Davin's first episode in season one, too. Like I said, she was one of the OGs. And this is a part two to that interview right here. So go listen to them back to back. Share them with people that you think may be interested or may need to hear this. And then listen to every other guest we've had. We've got such a diverse range here that there's something for everybody. So go find us on your preferred podcast platform. Go check out Tales from the Haunt, my other podcast. If you're into all things spooky or if you like haunted houses, that's the podcast for you. And then also, too, go check out the other podcasts in the Give Me Back My Podcast Network. There's literally something for everybody here, and it's something to just get you through your day and also help you feel better about yourself or any struggles you may be going through. That's what I'm here for, and that's why I started this podcast. And I'm so grateful to my friends like Davin that want to come on here and share their stories and the attempt to help other people. That's what this is all about. So, Davin, again, thank you for coming on here. We're going to have links to your social media so all of our listeners can go catch up with you on there. You can also find us on all social media platforms. We'll have all these links in the show notes as well. And for myself, for Davin, I want to thank everybody for listening here tonight for another powerful, powerful episode. And like I said earlier, if you need to find some good in the world, go out and be that good. Do some good for somebody else and make the world the world you want to live in because I guarantee you the positivity is contagious. If you pass it on, it's going to spread like wildfire and it's just going to make the world a better place. But guys, I could ram- I could ramble on about that all night, but whew, I'm a tired dad. We had baseball tonight, so I'm going to I'm going to have to cut it before I ramble myself to sleep. But again, man, for myself, for Davin, I thank you all for continuing to tune in and support. I thank you all for like just being so supportive of everything I'm doing here. Davin, again, I've said it so many times, but I mean it. Thank you for being an awesome guest and being so willing to come on here. Of course. It's been my pleasure. It's been so much fun. That goes both ways. That goes both ways. Well, guys, we'll be back next week with another awesome episode. We're getting closer and closer to that one-year anniversary. We're getting close to a huge Season 2 main event. So stay subscribed. Keep tuning in every week, and you're going to have some awesome things at our year-end event. And I can't wait to share it all with you as we get closer to it. So for myself, for Davin, I hope you all have a great night, and I can't wait to talk to you again next week, and I know you hear me. Howdy, folks. This is Willard Wingnut, and I'm sure we've all heard the same expression. A woman works from sun till sun, but a voiceover works from noon till one. And I thought, hey, I want to be one of them. So I decided to get some lessons in voice acting. And of course, what I did was looked up the best voiceover coach I could possibly find, which was Alicia Bowman. So basically, this is what I sounded like six months ago. But today, I sound like this. I begin every sentence with, in a world. In a world where there were a million mediocre voiceover coaches. Where they were like lukewarm roller dogs at 7-Eleven. There was one that stood out head and shoulders above the rest. The one and only Elise Bowman. And she can coach you too. Go to EliseCoaches.com That's E-L-I-S-E Coaches.com And you can become a voiceover too. Now back to my regular voice. That's right. She's like magic. So check her out. And if you have half as much fun as she does, 
Well, she'll have twice as much fun as you. The I Know You Hear Me podcast is a presentation of Flynn Hendricks Enterprises. We thank you for tuning in this week, and we hope you'll check out our sponsors and advertisers. Make sure you check us out next week as we come back at the same time with another awesome episode.